Welcome back to the Women in the Business Arena podcast. Every week we dive into juicy topics for women navigating the business arena, leadership, and their personal self-development. We reframe business and life with a more feminine lens to help women find more fulfillment, freedom, and success. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and as always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Laura Schick-Guzman. Today, we thought we would dive into a topic that is near and dear to both of our hearts, and that's really about building space into our time, into our weekly schedule, into our monthly schedule, into our yearly schedule. So often we leave space and self-care and all of the beautiful like energy we need for the last thing on our to-do list, and we fill up our time, we fill up our space so that we're just getting productive and doing things. And we both have found over the years that space is imperative to success. And so we're going to dive in and talk a little bit about that today. What do you think, Laura? Yes, I am always speaking about slowing down because it's a need that I have to remind myself, you know, like I'm glad that we have these conversations because I'm just as guilty of, you know, like filling my calendar with all the meetings and the tasks and the kids activities and the vacations and and things like that. And when I say vacations, you know what I'm talking about, like the family trips that are not really about you and relaxation. They're like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you again, like entertaining and putting everything together. And so I'm grateful um, that we're going to dive into this because it's a big reminder for me. And this is an important time of the year. You know, we're spending time kind of sitting, I know I've been sitting down with my husband and we've been looking at the calendar and kind of just imagining what our year is going to look like. And um, if we don't think about the importance of downtime and how we're going to get our quiet time either together or alone, then we're not going to sustain our energies enough to be able to do all the other big things we want to do. Yes. And I think there's like, there's so many important points that just even what you said, I want to, you know, gravitate toward. But I think one thing to really state and explain is that, you know, space is the intention that we're talking about. And I think sometimes what happens is just like we plan vacations and we're like, oh, we'll find space somewhere in that vacation or, oh, I'll find space somewhere in my work day. It's like we we start to sort of say, I'll find space, but it's really enclosed in another intention. And what I found is that every time we do that, we never really get to the space or it's minimal space or it's space we're trying to cram into a whole bunch of other things and it never quite works out the same way. So I think it's important that what we're diving into today, what we're talking about is actually deliberately creating significant space in your life and business so that you can create, dream, sustain yourself, fill yourself back up, nurture yourself. Like, And then we can kind of dive in and talk about what space really means. Mm, yes, yes. I love that because I I have um, fallen into that where you really think that you're carving out time, but it's kind of for the wrong reasons. And then you're not really reaping the benefits of what that is. So, you know, creating space is something that is a mindset, which is why we also love to talk about. It's a shift, you know, um, to create the space in our within our internal selves. It's like we have to sometimes carve that external time out on a calendar. But I think that it comes first with the ability to even just internally give yourself this 
permission and like feel that mindset, like, oh, I can slow things down. You know, I can bend time for just a little bit and slow it down and give myself the internal space and time that I need before having to just meet the needs of the external and kind of get swept up in some sort of external energy. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that, you know, it's interesting because I've explored, I love to explore definitions. I've explored a lot of the definition of space. And, you know, one of the definitions is blank, right? Like yeah. the blankness, like that is space. And I think that's such an important reminder because so often we – are sort of creating space is like a to-do, another productive thing. It's like a thing. We make it a thing. Instead of recognizing that space is about blankness, it's not scheduling a bunch of to-dos. That's not space. Space is nothingness. Space is openness. Space is no agenda. Space is literally nothing. And I think that's so amazing. So hard for us to do in this society Yes. to create. It's something I have every single one of my clients work on. And it's really funny because they all get very nervous and <laughs> their anxiety comes up. They're like, space, how do I create space? I need to fill space. You got, you know, it's not, you don't leave space empty, you fill it. But there is magic that happens when we allow ourselves to just be without filling the space. Yes. And it's really interesting because our, you know, pattern is that we do just want to keep doing in our spaciousness the way we are doing in our schedule mm -hmm. and in our, you know, getting work done. So we take that same way of um, approaching, you know, life and we're just like, okay, now I'm going to go do and be still. But then, you know, and it, and it, I mean, you look at our wellness industry, you look at how many things are like, you can buy all these products and then you can go to all these places and you can have this agenda. It's like, actually, you could just walk outside and listen to the birds and try to sit with the nothingness of what's right there in the present moment, you know, like what's happening. And it's not about like, oh, and I've got to do this and get out my pen and get out my journal and listen to my podcast and get inspired and da, 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 you know, yeah. and I, and I have those kinds of creative moments where it's like, I'm really kind of being with creative energy and it can feel like it has some of that quality. But before you can even really get the, the downloads like that to really tap into your creative self, there is that nothingness. There's that blank space. And it's really beautiful because it isn't until we can get that quiet that we can hear our inner self, that we hear the wisdom that's in us, right? We have to get so still and quiet first. Yeah. And it's really interesting because there's this perception that nothing is empty or blank, right? So we just use those words because we're trying to put a concept together that a lot of people don't have direct experience with. But when you are in those moments, time is actually alive. Everything around you is alive. It's not empty. It's not blank. It's alive. It's like it is what it is. Versus what we're so often doing is we're creating from our mind an agenda. So we're really in the future planning. 
or in the past we're creating forward, but we're rarely in that magical time where it's not blank. It's like it's alive. And, you know, it's so hard sometimes to give reference points for this because I think as a society, as people, we are not trained or taught how to experience time as magic, how to experience space. I kind of sometimes link it to like the desert. You know, a lot of people feel that the desert is blank and empty and like a nothing. But if you've ever been in the desert, you know, it's like there's this charged energy. It's alive, right? It looks kind of dead, but it's really alive and magical. That's how I kind of feel about space. Yeah. Yes. I love that that distinction because I think that you're right. It's like people can kind of forget this magic electricity, this energy of of blankness because <laughs> we think of it as of nothingness. And, you know, so much of what you and I follow, Sonia, which I love is, you know, the word magic that you just, you know, that there are so many things that we don't understand. There's so many things beyond our thinking mind. And I believe that magic really happens in that stillness and in that spaciousness that in our body is magical. You know, so many of our our sensations, our intuitions, like it's, it's giving us information. And I was having this thought the other day about how so many of us in business, we're just trained, you know, to think about the doing and the doing. We've talked about this in other episodes um, about like the constant doing and the not stopping. But I had this other thought about why that makes so much sense in our brains is that like when we are in a state of doing, we use habitual patterns so when we do as humans, there's parts of our brains that have developed with um, long-term memory so that we don't have to think about what we're doing. It's just automatically happening. So it's meant to serve us well. But then we get stuck in these old ways of being, old ways of behaving. So when we do, it's habitual. We're just like doing and doing and doing. And it's not until you can slow down, create space to interrupt that pattern that your brain will actually shift into receptivity and it will shift into creativity and like this ability to, to have something new come in, not learning from what was, but it'll start to take information from your present and be able to give you new information. Like this is actually an interesting thing about how the brain works. So knowing that, it's interesting that we always try to perform in this place of automatic do, 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 when it is the slowing down, being present in order to be that we create new ideas and we create new patterns and new ways of being. And that's what we as entrepreneurs need the most. Like that's our superpower is our ability to, to stay innovative. And we are not doing enough of that. We're actually literally not setting ourselves up for that information. Yeah. And there's, there's like so many things I want to tackle. Like I can talk about <laughs> this subject forever. And I think, yes, absolutely right. That we are habitual. And I think that is both some of the deliberateness and why we choose to do because we're afraid of the unknown are afraid of 
the lack of control when we have space, right? Because there is no agenda and we're not controlling everything. We haven't planned it all out and it's all sitting there exactly in the exact format that we expect. In fact, the the beauty of space is that we leave room for the unexpected, but that is both the pleasure and the fear sometimes around it. So I think that's a really interesting thing. And I, I also think we probably should talk about, like I absolutely 100% agree that that space is required for innovativeness and for our ability to succeed in the business world. And in the space is so valuable on so many levels. So maybe we should just really explore for a few minutes why it's important that we create space. Because I think a lot of people have this idea that, yeah, that would be nice, but they don't recognize the importance of it. And so maybe we should talk about some of the ways it benefits us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, and I think that the brain health that I just mentioned, it's like, it's regenerative, you know, like to slow down allows us, I mean, this is why one of the biggest self-care tools that we have or health and wellness tools that we have is our ability to sleep deeply. And we're, you know, here we're talking about consciousness and staying conscious and creating spaciousness and stillness. But, you know, that idea is rest, you know, that you can actively, you can stay resting as an alert state, or you can sleep and get deep rest. But the reason why rest is so important is because we have to take a break in order for our body to heal, to regenerate, to create new cells. Like, I mean, this is, our body is a constant, um, it's in constant state of motion. Like we're constantly, um, even as we get older, we still have the ability, you know, we think, oh no, I'm aging and everything's just dying off now. But the brain is still so amazing. It's making new connections. It's releasing different types of neurotransmitters, you know, and all of those things are nourished by rest. And so that's my number one reason why spaciousness should be like the top of your priority list in 2020 is because we need that restoration. Yes. And that restoration occurs on so many levels, right? Like physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, all of that creates that restoration. And I also find for me, space is so important. And, you know, I think this is one of the things I teach my clients as well, is that space is so important because it allows us to access our greatest gifts and wisdom. You know, we we don't access those things from our, you know, doing. We, we yeah. create from doing and doing is absolutely important. So in no way am I saying don't do, just sit and zen out all the time. Like we do need action. We do need to do. But also that space, that balance of the space creates that our ability to access wisdom that we can't access through the mind. We can't access in doing. We can't access through concept or planning or remembering or thinking. We access it through intuition, through a greater sense of ourselves. And that only happens in the present moment. So if we're not creating space, we are accessing a very limited amount of our capability, of our wisdom, of our gifts, of our human potential. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, it's often, it's like, I kind of want to say this and then I'm thinking, oh, I don't want to get off the list of why it's good. But I, I wanted to say that one of the challenges is that we struggle with that being still just because we are used to um, kind of like always constantly bringing ourselves 
out of the present moment, like we distract ourselves. And I think that's a habit because it feels safe to like be busy, you know, and people are, you have to kind of be, um, it's a benefit to approach spaciousness, you know, and all like on a spectrum, because a lot of times people, even my clients will think, oh, now you're going to have me meditate. Great. Like now I'm going to start that meditation thing and I can't do it. And I've tried and, and I'll ask them like, well, what have you tried? Well, I went to this meditation class and it was really hard. And I had to sit there for a whole hour. You know, <laughs> I was like, wait, 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 like, let's start with five minutes. And I think that I want to say the benefits of spaciousness is that you can grab space, you can be intentional and just hold space for yourself anywhere at any time. And it's actually better if you're developing this as a new practice to start with small increments of time, you know, just give yourself like, I'm going to carve out, I'm going to get up five minutes earlier than I normally would set my alarm for. And I'm going to like walk into my um, shower and I'm going to like have some aromatherapy and feel the water and be spacious in my shower for like five extra minutes, you know, like it's not as hard as what people think. So I know we're still speaking to the benefits, but my brain already went to, oh, people are going to say, you know, oh, but it's too hard. And so I just want to speak, speak to that, that, that what we're talking about here is starting at a place that really works for you at any level along that spectrum. And some people are taking two hours a day to meditate. Some people are able to start with five and, you know, it's, there's not a right or wrong. It's all good. All spaciousness is good. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it is skill building. I mean, sometimes starting out with too much space can be intimidating or it brings up a lot of stuff because that's the other thing is that both the benefit and sometimes the challenge of space is that when we allow space, we can't predict what will surface. And so oftentimes things that we have yet to integrate, old wounds, old traumas, those things can all start to surface when we create space. And it's a good thing. Like so many people try to suppress it as it you know unfolds like a symptom they try to just get rid of it but what we want is those old unintegrated parts of ourselves to surface so that we can have awareness that we can breathe into them so that we can actually integrate them so they're no longer running our lives those patterns are no longer our default so you know space can bring up the next level of integration that we need to have in our lives the next level of self development And it's really important. And I think this is why a lot of people don't create space because they're trying to suppress the memories or suppress the experiences. And so, you know, again, some of this is like we can really talk about the pros and and why it's so, so important to create space. But there is, of course, all the reasons why we choose not to create space on a regular basis. And it's really for each of us to look inside ourselves and understand what our personal patterns are. I know for years and years I didn't create space. I, you know, I was a I was afraid to stop. If I stopped, then a lot of the things that would creep up in my mind was the way I'm lazy or I'm not productive enough or I'm not good enough or you know all of things those things would surface if I wasn't really busy, if I wasn't filling my day with a million things, if I wasn't getting a million things done. Like actually just sitting in space was lazy, was wrong. You know, and I think a lot of us have those perceptions as well. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because that is huge. The 
beliefs that we carry around um, slowing down, it's similar to what Brene Brown has brought attention to around vulnerability. You know, it's like we think of vulnerability as weakness when it's such a strength and it's similar to slowing down. We think is this laziness, these like lack of being productive. It's the opposite of what we've been taught is a, you know, contributing citizen of our community. You know, it's like we're supposed to be go, go, go. We're actually, we are such a more valuable asset to ourselves and to others when we can learn to slow down and learn how to be. And we are more conscious creatures, you know, when we are actually making time for that. And so we do have to think like, what are those beliefs? So when you, you know, notice yourself struggling to put that on the calendar, and you may even notice it when you go in, you know, after this podcast, you might pull up your calendar and be like, okay, I'm going to do it. And then you see this thing on your calendar and you're like, well, I can't, oh, that's so important. There's no way I can make space that week. So let me go to the next week. Oh, I can't make space that week. (laughs) And, you know, so be mindful of that because you have been kind of, we've all been conditioned to prioritize certain things as productive. And what Sonia and I are suggesting is that you think about stillness and space it has one of your superpowers to more clarity, to more creativity, to more productivity. And you want to prioritize it just like you would that, you know, brainstorming meeting that you're doing with your team. You really need just as much of that time for yourself to get clear and to practice. Yeah. Spaciousness. Totally. And a couple of things like one is it absolutely accelerates your business success a hundredfold, I swear to you. And having seen when I didn't teach space (laughs) to my clients and what happens when I do teach them space and the more space I teach them, the more accelerated they get in their business. Like it's huge. Like it absolutely produces the results you want. The other thing that I think is really important to mention is that we think that productivity or more money or more clients leads to, you know, freedom and fulfillment and happiness and success. And so a lot of times when I ask people, you know, what do you really want? They're like, I want to create a million dollars because they feel like that's going to lead them to freedom. It rarely does. And what's interesting is that creating space is actually what allows you to experience freedom. It allows you to experience fulfillment. It allows you to experience happiness. You cannot experience those without space. And more money is not the way to space. Deciding to create space is the way to space. And so this is what's so interesting is that we have it all backwards. We're doing all these things. We're putting in all this effort to create what is literally easy to create if we just make a decision for it. (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly yes yes and it's i mean the reason why why we are having this conversation right is because we know that this is not the easiest thing for people to do you know it seems simple but it's not (laughs) i know right it's like it's easy and yet not (laughs) it's not because of our conditioning in so many ways i mean one of the things that is interesting is as i have people start to explore creating more space oftentimes some of the first things that come up to be integrated are the ways they were shamed as children 
for being in space, right? So for just going out and playing and not getting things done, not being productive enough. Or for women especially, where we, our magic is in that moment of space when we're not productive. We've been shamed by men so often in our life and in school and by our fathers and by our husbands and that we have to deal with and integrate all those feelings before we can truly appreciate and enjoy space. And so that can be one of those barriers and one of those challenges. But I promise you, if you allow yourself to explore that and move through them, there is just bliss on the other side. Yes, absolutely. I mean, this is motivating me right now to be like, how many more blocks of space going to put into my calendar. <laughs> yeah. And so let's let's talk about some of that because I think where do we start, right? That's one of the first things I get for people like how do I start? Now, when my clients come in to my program, one of the first things we do is start to look at their timeline and their space. And I make everyone, if they can, like there's some people who don't have this option, but if it is at all possible and I'm able to move through lots of excuses, I have them create one full day a week for space. That's their job. That's part of their business. They have a full day of space. And that means that day is not dictated by a to-do list. That day is not a productive day. That day is not an errand day. That day is not a checklist day. That day is literally for them to just be whatever they feel, whatever inspires them, whatever they want to do. If they want to lay in bed all day, that's productive. If they want to, you know, watch Netflix, if they want to go for a walk, if they want to journal, if they, whatever they feel, if they want to go have a massage, that is their day to be every single week. Now, in my opinion, that is the ideal. Yeah. Well, it's more act- It's more likely that you'll stick to it when it's this consistent pattern that you can put into your schedule. And I mean, what I have been guilty of um, in the past, I really work on this now, and but I see my clients fall into this trap too, is that, you know, they kind of go, well, I'll just put this one thing down and then I'll figure out when I'm going to do it next, you know, and they're just kind of trying to do it like a case by case or just kind of um, spontaneously doing it. And I am a I am a spontaneous planner. So I I get it. All of you that love to just be like not committed and then you can just commit to it in the last minute. But (laughs) (laughs) I promise with this, you want to make this commitment to yourself. Think um, ahead. And even if you feel like, oh, it's too overwhelming for me to think about the whole year, you know, just look at this month of January, you know, and just look, we don't have much left, but like thinking about, um, you know, or through the first quarter, like maybe you just like, what's your first quarter Q1, you know, stillness and spaciousness. And where am I going to put that in for my business? It would be actually an interesting thing to do where you put so much amount of time in your first quarter. And then you look at how that really impacts your energy and your productivity next quarter, you know? Yeah. So much. Yes. And you will see such dramatic changes. Trust me, I see it every single day with my clients. I watch all these women in my program totally transform their lives by doing this. Like it is huge. And if you don't have a whole day to start with, you could start with two hours a week, right? So maybe that's, you know, two hours on a Monday or two hours on a Saturday, wherever you can fit that in and create alignment. But it is it is that decision to block it. I mean, I feel like to have the most success and the most productivity, 
and the most return on effort, you really need one whole day a week and one whole week every quarter, right? Or every month. Like that's how much it impacts. And I see a dramatic and direct experience between the more space you create, the more success you have. The less space you create, the less success you have. I've seen this time and time and time and time again. So it really does have huge amounts of impact. Yes, yes. And I have seen it really inspire other people. Like you might be afraid of what your clients are going to think or your family's going to think. Like people are going to be like, what? You're just carving out this time. What are you doing? Really explain to them like why you've tried it and what the benefits are. And they're going to start to see and they're going to be inspired. Most people are actually afraid to set that boundary. And once they see you do it, they're going to be like, oh, wow. She's actually saying to everyone that she's just out every Friday or every Monday or whatever that is, like she's doing her own thing. Wow. That's really inspiring. So it's, it's kind of a ripple effect that we can have on one another to change this culture. And I think that as women entrepreneurs, we can really shift, you know, this is going back to a thread that's through all of Sonia and I's talks is like the feminine principles in business mean that we value the state of being and receptivity and stillness in, in putting it over this kind of the older school, more masculine model of just overachieve, overachieve, overachieve. Like that is outdated, everybody. Like we've done that and it's time to shift for this new evolution in, in humanity. Like what we can accomplish is going to come from our ability to tap in to the stillness within ourselves. Yes. I love it. And I think that's a really good place to end for today. I mean, we could literally talk about the subject forever, but for today, (laughs) we'll wrap up. So thank you all for joining us and we will see you next week. Building a service business isn't always easy, even if you absolutely love what you do. Sometimes you need someone in your corner with the right mix of wisdom, encouragement, and structure to help you reach the next level. If you love what you've heard on today's show and want to learn more about coaching with me one-on-one, come over to sonyastatman.com or send me an email at sonya at sonyastatman.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Women in the Business Arena. We'd love to welcome you into our community. Come join the Women in the Business Arena Facebook group. You can find the link in the show notes. And if you want to learn more about me and my work, you can find me at sonyastatman.com. See you next week.